Thank you for tuning in to the True Grit and Grace podcast. I'm Amberly Lago, and I'll be sharing inspirational stories of resilience and empowering ideas to elevate your business and your life, ignite your passion, and fuel your purpose. Hey, y'all. Thank you for tuning in today. I have one of my really good friends here on the show with us today. Jafar Jafari, most people know him as Master Jeff. He is a coach, a truth seeker, an entrepreneur. He he runs several companies. In fact, we're going to talk about one of his brand new businesses that's just launching now that is going to be life-changing for people and a lot of kids. I originally got to hear him speak on stage at a mastermind we both um, spoke at and just fell in love with him and his message and how he gets people to tap into what he calls the zone. He currently ranks under the top 20 Instagram accounts to follow. So head to Master Jeff and follow him on Instagram. And he's also, I mean, he's coached and trained so many people, but he is held as the Tony Robbins of Persia. And so I would love to talk to him about that because that's amazing. So Master Jeff, it's so good to see you. Thank you for being here. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much, Amberly. I'm so honored to be here. First of all, I, I missed you. So I'm so grateful to see you right now. And I hope to see you soon in the next two weeks. We're going to share this stage together. This is another part of me, which I'm so proud to share this stage with you. And I was so excited to be here today. Yes, I have not seen you. Well, I've seen you through we do like, you know, FaceTime or, or or text each other, but I haven't seen you in person since we had dinner when I was visiting California and, and I got to meet you for dinner in Calabasas with your beautiful family. And that was just so incredible to get to sit and and meet your family. And y'all, he's the real deal. Like, you know, you see people that are so super successful and I'm like, I can't believe like how all this luminous success that you've achieved, but yet you are still like so down to earth and so humble and help so many. And so I just really admire you for, for that and for treating me to such an amazing dinner as well. So thank you for that. But I have missed you and I'm so happy that I'm going to get to see you. Um, we're going to both be in Sundance speaking at a mastermind with our friend uh, Ken Joslin and uh, Randy Garn. So I'm looking forward to that. And you're going to have your family with you. But I would love to know, like, how does that feel? I just saw Tony Robbins in person for the first time. And I was like, oh my gosh, he was standing right in front of me. And now I get it. Like when you see him in person and that is how I felt about you when you were on stage and you command the stage, you had, you literally had everybody at the edge of their seats. And if anybody slumped down for a minute, they sat up again. Mm -hmm. So how did you become this incredible motivational, inspirational speaker and coach that's hailed as the Tony Robbins of Persia. What was it that you were like, I need to change lives? What inspired you to go after that purpose? Wow. Thanks so much to describe the whole situation in a dinner and me like that. I'm saying, uh, I'm so grateful for you, first of all. And secondly, I always had one question in my mind. Why people 
They are attending to so many beautiful, incredible, phenomenal seminars and you know entrepreneurship event, and they're coming out with a lot of passion, a lot of power. They want to change the world. They are ready to do whatever they 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 want to do. And next seventy two hours, they will get back to the same circle as they lived before. What is missing? Because the seminar was great, the event was amazing. The speaker was number one, and people they knew what they want in their life. They knew it in that moment so clearly, and they planned for it. They had enough passion to do it, and they come out next seventy-two hours. Most of these people they will get back to their routines they had, and I try my best to find out the answer for this question. That was it. You're so right, though. You're yeah. so right. So many people go to conference after conference after conference, but they don't apply what they've learned. Exactly. You know, I, I see a friend of mine. He was attending to the seminars. After seminars for the past eight years, and I still keep going. I said, "Why you are doing that?" They said, "I want to try to learn and observe as much as possible because I want to create this idea." I said, "When do you waiting? When it has to kick in? So when when it has to be happening? All of these seminars, all of this great knowledge, all of these great people—they literally transfer whatever they had in their brain to to the audience and you, and still you are waiting for something more." I said you don't need motivation, you need motion. You mm-hmm. have to do some action. So if you are not doing action, you never understand what you needed in the future. What do you have to add on to uh, to the to the product or services you want to create? It. You never know how swimming is feel unless you take off your jacket and jump into the water. So you read the hundred books about swimming. You go to the hundred seminars. How you have to swim and how does it feel? You never get to know it unless you jump into the pool or to the, to the sea to feel what it feels, right? So th- that was the reason I, I, I chase. I chase my dream. What can I do? What can I add? How should I do something? People, they can stay connected and committed with what they created in their brain forever. Like it was the lasting of my journey. change, yes. lasting, lasting change. Yes. So you were born in Iran? Yeah. And then moved to Dubai. Dubai? Yeah. And how long did you live in Dubai? In a long time. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know, yeah. something that really inspires me is a story that I know, like you were there when a lot of people were like, I am getting out of here. Like the markets crashed. Everybody's leaving town and you stayed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's 2007, 2008. It was a horrible memory to the world. So it mm-hmm. was the world correction moment. It was the crash in property industry in the world. So everybody was suffering. So Dubai, I, I think if I'm not wrong, it, they had uh, the most property focus and construction in that zone because they, they were about developing everything at the same time. So, so many people, they come over there, they're investing in property, they, they, they try to live over there, they set up the family, and suddenly, within a week, not a month, not a year, within a week, everything is gone. So, people there, they, they are shocked. They didn't know what to do. And, you know, the law there is different. You know, in the United States, you have problems with the property, so... Uh, you file a bankruptcy or, the, you know, you sell your house. Short sale, bankruptcy. Yeah, bankruptcy. Short sale, bankruptcy. Mm-hmm. So many things you can't do. But there, they don't care. You pay the check to the bank to get a loan. 
they don't care about your property. You have to pay for checks. And the checks there is act as a criminal thing, criminal activity. And then you have to go to prison for that. So if the property oh. market is crash, if you don't pay your bank installment, you go straight to the, to the prison. So wow. that's why the town has become like a ghost town. Suddenly, you, you go out, you see, wow, there is nobody there. They leave the car in the street and they leave. You're kidding me. It's, it's not like a ghost town. And oh, my God, it was a miracle. And the government in Dubai, how they make things change and survive and become the, one of the best in the world right now. They did the best things ever because the town was empty. Nobody was supporting all the foreigners leave as much as they could because they couldn't afford to stay. They, they didn't have income and they didn't want to go to prison for you know, such actions. <laughs> so they leave the property, they leave the car, whatever they have, they leave. And that leave is wild. Yeah. That is crazy. That so is that wild. must have been like really scary to see that sudden change where every the markets crashed. And you know what? I think a lot of people are freaking out right now. And that's the reason I'm asking this question is because like the market's not good. People are full of fear and doubt. They're not taking action. They're not working on their mindset. They're frozen. Some of them in fear. What do you think was in you that made you not run or made you not get frozen in fear, but made you go, okay, I can get through this. What was that? Two things. The first, first of all, it was, I had always something back of my mind said, one more time, mm. don't give up. Whatever people, what, whatever majority doing it, you do the opposite. So it always worked for me. Whatever majority of people does, <laughs> I do the opposite. And I always get the benefit out of that. But uh, the, the, the main reason was fear. Really? Because I, I believe fear is fuel. Mm, I love fear that. Fear is fuel. If we don't fear of hunger, we never start working to getting money and you know creating life. If we don't fear of cold, we never build a house. If we don't fear of fire, we never be ready for the wildfire. Fear is the fuel. If you look at it like that, you say, okay, I'm fear. Yeah, definitely. We are human. We have to fear. We have to scurry. We have to have doubt. We have to experience all this feeling. It's happening. Mm -hmm. So in my opinion, in my mindset, when I, uh, I fear of something, I try to find an opportunity out of that. Say, okay, turn the fear into the fuel to do something which majority don't do it. That is so powerful. I mean, thank you, first of all, for sharing that. Yeah, you had fear because I think often, especially if people are just looking on social media or they're reading all the looking at all the media that you've been covered in or they see you on these big stages or they read about you in Forbes magazine, they're like, oh, there is a guy who's just not afraid of anything. He is just full of courage and going after it. So I really appreciate that you saying fear. Like, yeah, it's human. We all have fears, but it's all how we look at it. And you managed to shift your mindset to use that fuel, turn it into fuel. My friend Heather Monahan says something about uh, fear is like a green light to go, you know, and we can use that to fuel us to keep moving forward. And I know for me, like there were times when I was a single mom that was like, I have to book a job because if I don't get another client, then I'm not going to be able to pay rent 
and my daughter and I are going to be out on the street. And so it was a healthy fear. I have a healthy fear of ever taking a drink again because I'm sober. It's like a healthy fear of I'm never going to do that. There's a healthy fear there because I know where that could (laughs) lead me, you know? And so I love that you share that, but how did you get through those moments when there may have been some doubt or some worry or, you know, did you have a support system around you where you could share your feelings did you talk to your wife about this? Who I, your wife is just so lovely. Thank you. Did you talk to her about like how you were feeling and what you were going through? Because I know for me, like my husband doesn't share a lot of feelings. He's, you know, Lieutenant commander with the highway patrol. He's retired now, but was very like, suck it up. I don't cry. Like, you know what I mean? And so he doesn't share like a lot of feelings when he does. I'm like, Oh, Wow. He just shared his feelings. I love it. But did you share with your wife? Did you have a community? Did you have support? Uh, let me share something before I answer your question. So I was checking out your uh, Instagram a few days ago. And I exactly I see how you, you answer in interview about the fear of the future and how it helped you to stand tall. So you take the responsibility to be happy. After your accident, nobody else was there uh, to make you happy unless you decide, I want to be happy. I want to have a happier life later. I want to create a better future. I love that interview. So I encourage everybody, if they didn't see that, check mm-hmm. out Amber Lago, the Instagram. It's moved me. It thank literally you. moved me. And I feel it. I got a goosebump when I'm talking oh, about it. <laughs> thank so you. The fear is the fuel. And it's always is helpful if you know how to use it. As Tim Grewer says, night start at 12 midnight, uh, stop. And the day start a minute after that. So if the day start from the darkness, mm. it's absolute darkness, it's the midnight. If the day start from absolute darkness, why we shouldn't use the darkness or fear to create a better future and brought light up? So to bring the lights up. So if the day is start from the darkness, why we should have afraid of fear? Every day morning I wake up after I do my affirmations, reviews, and you know, do my meditations and you know, gratitude. When I, 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 I review my goals and fear. Because if I don't fear, I don't believe that's my goal. If my goal <laughs> it doesn't scare me, it's not a goal. So Oh my goodness. I just got goosebumps when you said that, because I feel the same way. And it's funny. I always tell my clients, I've told them this, like ever since when I used to train clients for fitness, I'm like, do something that scares you every day. And if I am not scared or a little scared, a little nervous about something, I'm like, "Uh Oh, what's wrong with me? Maybe this isn't big enough. Maybe, you know, I, I, I need, I need to be playing bigger. And so, yes, I agree. I think that, and Oprah says that, if it doesn't scare you, then it's not big enough. It's not big enough. I love that. So I said, we are the human and our brain almost work and you know, act as same as each other. Okay. Somebody, they're a little bit smarter. <laughs> okay. But it's, the function is same. So if you sit in a car and somebody drive, if you sit at the, you know, the, the seat beside the driver. If you look at the street, you're scared because you know how to drive. 
and you know you want to, to be in control and you are not in control so because your decision is different than the driver decision so sometimes you're scared oh said if i was there uh, now i would have you know put on a brake put my leg on a brake or i would go left or right why he didn't go you're scared but what happened you, <laughs> that's you were... a backseat driver <laughs> i can be a backseat yeah. driver <laughs> so let's a backseat driver that what happened you received the text from your friend you look at your phone you look at the, the so I'm sharing something on my IG. You go to the IG to see what they, they posted and it was important to let you know. Then you go through the, you know, different IGs. Then you, you look back and say, oh, 20 minutes, I was checking the Instagram, right? What happened to those fear? It's gone because mm -hmm. you distract your brain, okay? So the only things help people to be out of the fear in a scary moment because this is all illusion. Why? Because we're creating some future which is not happening yet and they start to become worried about something which may not ever happen. So the best things to be out of that feeling and out of that emotion to distract your brain. So the best things is works for me. And I always tell my friend and people around me to do is said when you're, the negative stuff is happening to you, definitely every single day we have to challenge with something with our past or the future which you want to create or the moment we are in it. So every single day we have some challenges. How you can, you know, distract your brain to the better way. Focus on your goals and the visions. Focus on what you are capable of. Focus on your strength. Focus on something give you a good feeling and the better future you want to create for you and your family. So immediately distract you from the fear, from the, the scary moment, from the situation you are in right now. And you developing the idea. So, okay, if this is truly the thing that I wanted for my future, so I'm going to act right now to make it happen. So once you force yourself to work for the better future, you never stuck in the darkness. The fear become your fuel and all the elements around you help you to create what you already see and you believe for your future. So it's the best distraction. It was a method I used it when I was in Dubai. I said, I'm not going to do whatever everybody do. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to turn it into the opportunity and all those fear and all those moments, which I, I was following your, your husband method. So I'm, I'm not a sharing person a lot. So I try to carry the, the, the bait of the heaviest stuff by myself and create the laugh and happiness for my family. I, I see that in you. Yeah, I see I that you do that with them. your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you really do. Like you really do that with your family. Oh my goodness. It was so wonderful to see you, you with your family and, and just how, you know, I've got a, I've got a teenager and I've got a daughter in her twenties, but to see you, how you act with your daughters was like, oh, it was beautiful. Oh, thank you. But I, uh, you know, I was just sending out this morning. So I have a text community. Somebody had messaged me about, um, well, what do you do for the pain? And when you were talking about fear, I sometimes handle the pain in the same way. And I distract myself from the pain. I think it's important to acknowledge the fear or the pain, but not to get stuck there. And I think it's possible to build upon the joy and the good things in our life instead of focusing on those things. And I was just messaging back to this person, like, focus on the good, like, focus on what you can do. And I think the the for me, the quickest way to do that is when I get grateful, when I think mm -hmm. gratitude really allows me 
to see the things that I can do and that I do have. And so that is the quickest way for me. For you, you talked about, you know, your morning routine and affirmations. So when you have a moment of doubt or fear creep up, what do you shift your mindset quickly with affirmations or just by like, okay, let me focus on my purpose again. Let me get clear on my vision. What is the quickest way for somebody who's listening to shift their mind off of the doubt and the worry and the fear? Okay, that was a great question. So yesterday I spent my day with Sadhguru. I really love him. He's one of the persons on the planet. Now he already has effect and influence on over 4 billion people about the environmental change for the soil. So he brought the whole nation from all each part of the different countries together to help the soil. Or in the next 25 to 30 years, uh, people, they're going to start war because of hunger and food. Mm. Land quality is losing itself. Yeah. We have to be very careful about that. We're literally losing the lands. Okay. And it's not about a thousand years from now. It's 25 to 30 years from now on. Is so, that not crazy? That's just crazy. crazy to me. Yeah. It, because it's 8 billion people here. Yeah. We are too much. We are good. We are human. We are the best version of everything. You know, God proud of creating us, but we are too much for the supply and the planet. And literally we are destroying this planet by, by our hands. Nature don't do that because they are fixing things. If you leave the nature by itself, can it stay a billion years from now on? But we are as a human, we destroying the nature and we destroying our future, our kids' futures, because we really don't know what we are doing. So it's not a topic for this uh, conversation, but it would be great if you have time, we can talk about it later. But I was spending time with him and learning a lot of wisdom from him. Regarding to your question, you're asking, gratitude is make you come. It make the land ready to see what you want to do. Mm. definitely in the morning I told you I do my routines affirmation and gratitude so he said something which is really moving he said we are always in a wind cycle I said how he said because we born with nothing even we don't have clothes even though today if we have clothes we have something more than the time we are coming on this planet so it means we are always on a winning side why people they try to focus on what they don't have because you're always on winning side. You have, right now you're sitting in your home. We're talking to the Zoom. You know, how the world becomes smaller. We can communicate. In, it's, it's beautiful. We are in a winning side. We have food on our table. We are in a winning side. We have clothes. We have family. You know, if anything you have, even you talk to the people who they are homeless, still they have more than what they come with. Right? Mm -hmm. He opened this topic to say, you should be gratitude for what you have right now. And once you start to be gratitude for about what you have right now, you, you feel peace. And once you feel peace, your mind speed is slowed down and the, the, is, is the best place to create the idea and solve the problem and create the better futures. So this is the fact. Gratitude, as I'm very angry with you and communicate with God, Okay, it's giving you your power and feeling which you cannot compare it with nothing else on this mm -hmm. planet. And the people who they're missing this part, they're missing the big puzzle. Because I agree. somebody else can help us to create and do whatever we want to do and we need it. And why do we have to do everything by our own? Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, I totally agree. In fact, um, I did a book club a while back and I had a lot of women that have a lot of chronic pain and have been diagnosed with complex regional pain syndrome like me. They actually joined Mm. the book club and a big part of it, I talked about gratitude. And one of the ladies in particular, her name's Jen, um, she started practicing gratitude and she reached out to me and she's like, Amberly, I just have to tell you this gratitude has changed my life. And it sounds so simple, but it's so true. It is what has pulled me out of the darkness, being grateful and connecting with my higher power, who I call God, and knowing that I'm never alone on the struggle. And so I think that is such a powerful way to shift your perspective. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are struggling right now. A lot of people who are scared right now, there's a lot of uncertainty. And I think that sometimes, you know, we've been through a lot with the pandemic and it's like, I, I was just thinking the other day, you know, how I used to have a little fear about COVID. Oh, what is it going to do if it gets me? Well, I've had COVID twice and I'm still here. I've actually got a t-shirt that says not dead yet. And now it's like, you know, it doesn't scare me anymore. And I mean, I, I don't mean to sound, I mean, there's people that have lost their lives and my heart goes out to them. My mom and stepdad have COVID right now. So I know, and I was sick for two months the first time I had it, but it's like, okay, I know I got through that hard time. So I know I'm going to be able to get through the next and the next. And I think that's part of it. Like when you are an entrepreneur and you've gone through any struggle, it gives you the confidence that you can get through the next struggle and the next struggle. So who are some of the people that have inspired you along the way? I mean, has Tony Robbins been a mentor to you? Yeah, definitely. I love him. I follow him. I'm listening to him and we're going to meet in August, I think 22nd <gasps> in Dallas. <laughs> Are you serious? No, that's where I first yeah. saw him was in Dallas. Yeah. My in friend Dallas, said, yeah. hey, he's going to be here speaking. And it was so crazy. It was a small event. It was, I don't know how it was so small. I don't think it was advertised. I don't know how my friend found out he was speaking. He literally stood in front of us, for, like in front of me, mm. like, looking eye to eye. I was like amazed. And for three hours, and let me tell you what it did. So for three hours, he was captivating. I was nervous about this one keynote that I had, I had coming up and it was, you know, I got to go speak at this event and it was a 45 minute keynote. And I was kind of getting nervous about, Oh, I gotta do it. I'm the, I'm the main speaker. And I was like, if Tony Robbins can get up for three hours and speak, I can get through a 45 minute keynote. Oh yeah. I know that you do conferences where you speak literally all day for hours. Mm-hmm. 12 How do you to 18 do that? Hours. <laughs> 12 to 18 hours. Yeah. And it's just two days. And because we have a short amount of time. So this, and that course is designed exactly for the first question you're asking me to, to help you to find the big puzzle and, you know, those trainings stay with you forever. So uh, that's why there is a lot of activity involved. There is a, a lot of information and, you know, wisdom involved. And 
Uh, we literally, uh, and you don't allow them to take a phone or anything in with them. It's just them together for the two days, no phone with a dress code. Everybody, they are look like each other. Nobody's better than anybody else. So the, the beautiful part of that course is the first day we help the people to take their mask off. We help them to take their mask off because we do have a lot of masks we carry with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it depends whom we want to meet, where we want to go in society and in loved ones. So we try to have the different masks. And some of these masks stay with us forever. And sometimes they become part of our reality. So we don't believe that was the mask. So the first day is the hardest day. We try to take everybody's mask. So we, we are not supposed to walk on a fire or climb the wall. It's about to face to the reality, who we are, who am I? And then once they find out who we are and who they are, okay, the second day start to build it the way they want it. Okay, that's why we needed them to focus for the 48 hours on, on themselves. Nothing else, no phone. There is nothing to distract them, only to focus on who they are and what is their purpose for the futures. There is nothing extra than what we have within us. No chemical, no medicine, no drugs. What we need, we already have. It's already built in. That's why they, we, are, we are helping them to access to the inner potential zone in their brain. So they tap into it, activate it for the small amount of time. They feel the superhuman power. So it is the most amazing and phenomenal experience and transformation they could ever experience in their life. Because you never know how good you are unless you see the full potential of yourself. You never know who you really are unless you see the full potential of yourself. When you see, oh, what is a hundred percent and full potential of me look like? You never could go back to the previous life and live your life the same way. Yeah. And you said something that I think is very important. You really have people see who they are. I think that's the first part of transformation is really being in acceptance for who you are and where you are on your journey, like what taking a good hard look at who you are and where you are instead of taking, you know, having the blinders on or, or as you say, the mask on and pretending like you're someone else. I think that's the first step in transformation, which is not easy, which was really hard for me. I was in denial about a lot of my situation. I didn't want to accept that I had all these scars that I was so embarrassed about. I didn't want to accept that I had to live with this nerve disease and I was going to have this pain for the rest of my life. I was like, this can't be my life. But once I did, I could start to take action steps to make my life the best that it could be. So what are some of the action steps that you could tell someone today who's like, okay, I'm ready to take the mask off and see me for me, but I don't have confidence to show up and share my message or go after that dream job or talk to my husband and tell him what I really want or quit my corporate job and go after my side hustle or or even post on social media. How does someone build their confidence? Mm, I feel your question. I don't understand. I feel it. (laughs) Thank you. So... First, in order to change, you must to know what is the weakness. So you have to be very, very honest with yourself. That's a part of taking the mask off because if you are not honest with yourself, how how do you want to be honest with the world? Okay. Mm -hmm. So the best technique is to visit 
our best friend ever, which is mirror. Mm. That's the best friend ever we have because it never prejudges, it never judges, it never, you know, jumping at the middle of conversation. And it is really honest with you because you look at yourself in the mirror and you start talking to yourself about the things you don't like in, within you and what you want to become. Okay. So, well, you know what though? That takes a lot of courage. I just have to a say lot of courage. because I remember, I mean, there were years. So I was a professional dancer. And before that I was on scholarship at the dance center with Joe Tremaine. And every day I was at the dance studio every single day. Mm. I was in front of big mirrors every single day dancing. And because I hadn't done the inner work and I carried so much shame about sexual abuse and the way everything, like I had just so much pain and shame, I couldn't look at myself in the mirror. Mm. I would not look at myself in the mirror. It was really hard. So what do you suggest to someone who has a hard time even looking at themselves in the mirror? What just do it? Like, how do you do that? Uh, I should, yeah, I'm totally agree with you. It's needed a lot of courage, but that's the first step because in order to fix the problem, first you have to find the problem. So if you are not honest with yourself to admit what is the issue, how do you want to say, I'm tired of tired, enough is enough, and I'm ready for the better future. So if you don't accept it by yourself, what do you want to change? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Because you don't admit to it. So what is wrong and what, I want to be in the future, how I want to be appear in the future, how I want to be looked like in the future, okay? And it's going to start from now, from the moment you decided to don't negotiate with your goals. You never see any successful people around the globe, you're talking to them, when they set the goal, they start to negotiate with their goals. They never do that, never. They change the method to reach to the goal, but they never negotiate with the goal. So. In order to find your goal. I love that. I love that. That that is resilience at its best right there. Like there's (laughs) always a way to figure it out somehow. I love that. You know, even though today I'm sitting over here is a hundred different elements of peoples and the groups they try to don't allow me to launch my new platform, my new products. They do their best. Okay. I don't see them as an obstacle. I see them as a fuel, which has come from my fear. Okay. They make me fear. I change it and transform it to the fuel to find a different method to reach to my goal, but I do not negotiate with my goal. So we meet each other in January, 2022, and we share the stage. Uh, It was March. Okay. January, I see the Ken for the first time. I was talking to Ken. He said, what, what, what are you planning to do? I said, my journey starts from August 6th, from January. So how do you know? I said, because I show him my calendar. So I know exactly every single day, every single month, every single week, what I'm planning to do up for the next three years. And I know exactly August 6th, what is going to be happen and my journey going to start. And guess what? We are going to celebrate in August 6th with Ken, you and everybody to launching my new platform. So we're going to discuss later about it. The fact is I didn't negotiate with my goals. Otherwise, I had a thousand different excuses, which was completely convenient and convincible to stop. It's not the right time. Don't do it. It's the correction. Inflation It's this, it's that. So it's not the right time. I don't negotiate with my goals. 
I find a different method. How can I achieve it? So first I have to sit down with myself to say, in which area I'm weak, what do I need to do? And once I admit it and I found the, 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 the issue because there is no problem in the world, there are some issues and how we can solve this issue with a different method, that's it. This is what people, they really need to do. So they, there is no any drug for that or any medicine or any, any extra than what we have within, which, which means we have to wake up. Once yes. you wake up. Yes. So and you know what? It, yeah. And if it's, if it's important to you, you'll find a way to do it. And if it's not, you will listen to all the excuses yeah. and you will come up with excuses and you will listen to the other naysayers and the people mm. who tell you that it's not possible or so there's good. no way you're going to achieve it. I use all that, the doubters mm. and the, the naysayers. That is my biggest motivation. Like, seriously? Yeah. Tell me that I can't. Cause that just, that fuels me up. I'm like, Oh good. Now I got some more motivation. I'm really going to do it now, but the same, I mean, I I'm at a time where I'm, I'm launching something bigger than ever. I'm doing my first two day in-person event and people are like, you're launching your event, but things are crashing. Are you sure you want to do that? I'm like, yep. And here's the date. So I'm like that when it comes to like not negotiating your goals, couple of more questions if you have time. Yeah, of course. Okay. That's what, exactly what I did. I just sent a text to my team because they're waiting for my meeting. I said, I don't want to leave this conversation. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I know I you. I love that. I can speak with you for an hours and hours and hours and enjoy. That's why I text them. I said, thanks for your understanding. You can enjoy. I send you the, the, the Zoom meeting. You go have fun. I'm going to sit, I'm going to stay here. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your time so much. And I know that you, you're the, one of the most, you know, genuine, authentic, kind people that I've met. And, and a lot of times, you know, especially in the industry, you meet people that they're not really what they kind of say they are, or, you know, they're different online than they are, are, you know, in person and you're on like, stage, off the stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you are just like, so kind and so open to share your wisdom and everything that you've learned. So I would love to learn from you. Like, how does someone tap into what you call the zone, like their inner power? Does it take two days or if they're like out there and they're about to walk into a meeting and they're, they're not feeling connected uh, or they're about to go apply for a job or they're just needing a little bit of motivation and inspiration to get to the gym? How do they get out of the victim mentality and focus more on being the victor of their life? Once you combine motion with action, it's become memory. That's a missing puzzle, which I found out through the time. People, they get motivated, but never do action. So they will lose it in 72 hours. Once your feeling is combined with some action, it's become memory. It will stay with you forever. That's why we never forget our hard moments. Maybe we forget the whole day, but we never forget the moments. It was good or bad for us because those moments, we mixing the emotion with activity, physical activity. Maybe we cry or do something crazy. That's why it's become our memory. And it will stay with us forever. 
So what we do, 48 hours, we teach the people who they really are, which even they surprise every single people. Most successful people that attend to our course, the billionaires, millionaires, most successful athletes, they attend to our seminars. And after they came out, said, I wish we could have this seminar. We could have such a seminars years ago. Now we would have been a different person right now. Because now we know, we thought we are we're living our life to the fullest, but now we understand where exactly fullest means and how much gap we had. So then we teach them how to go back to the same situation, the same feeling, less than few seconds. And it is very simple. If we're sitting right now over here, we close our eyes and we start to think about a very freshy, juicy yellow lemon with the fresh smile of that. So it's, we see the activity in our body. Am I right? Mm-hmm. I did it. <laughs> okay. You just imagine, you just close your eyes, feel, okay, you have some taste of that lemon. So it's a start. The same things, whatever our brain believes is happening. So we create the best memory. We hack it in those people's brain it's about the image they create about themselves. And when they see who they really are, and they just need to close their eyes before any meeting, whatever they want to do to just for a second feel, oh my God, <laughs> those moments of their best versions moment. Immediately they get back on a track, they, they fuel with the power and energy and they can overcome any obstacles, any problems they face. This is not something it's we creating or we inventing it. It is already built in, in human's body. It's already there. It is a God gift. So it is like an auto bottom saving life bottom. Okay. So this is an auto saving life bottom which is already created there. Have you ever heard in the newspaper, the houseboy was jumping, running faster than the marathon, uh, <laughs> uh, the person and catch the kids who was falling from the balcony. Yeah. And by the human biological condition, it's impossible to do that. Why is this happening? Because this area is already created in our brain for such a situation when we are in a life and death situation or somebody whom we see at the same time, Okay. So we become superhuman. We lift up the car, which we never could do that again. Or we run faster than anybody on this planet to catch the kids because it is there. But it's designed for us to activate it whenever we are in life and death situation. So purposely, we are helping people to access into it and get uh, in control by will. So whenever they want to reactivate it back. And does this come quicker to the more you use this, it becomes more easily accessible where you can get into that zone faster? Uh, definitely. Definitely. As much as we exercise the same, like everything else, we are human. So it's going to be the quality and uh, you know to access into it to become faster and faster and faster. But uh, it's started from, you know, 10 seconds to five or three seconds, but it's, it's not a long pr- procedure. So once you tap into it once, once you feel it, how it is looked like, and once you learn how to access to it by will, so you can reduce the time from 10 to a few seconds, but it is always there. You, yeah, you're going I think to it, live with it forever. I think people want to everything faster, faster, faster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's the, that's the world we live in right now. <laughs> yeah. 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 So Ken has asked me and Sundance to speak on the fitness aspect of it, mm-hmm. where I have not talked about fitness. I mean, I was a personal fitness trainer for 26 years 
And, you know, I've spoken to UCLA, their dance department about fitness and injury prevention. And I used to teach a trainer certification preparation course. So it's in my DNA. Like I'm, I'm going to, but to be honest with you, I haven't put together my talk yet and it's next week. So I'm just curious, what did Ken, I mean, he just told me not that a few days ago. Yeah. You can talk about the fitness aspect of entrepreneurship. What are you speaking on at the mastermind in Sundance? Uh, I'm going to speak about how to wake up, how to wake up and create a better version of yourself. And I try to, it depends how much time we have. I try to give them some example and, you know, uh, physical activity as well. So love it. I can't wait. I can't wait for that. And if you see those activity in a sport, you know, perspective, you're going to love it because it's so simple is make them healthy and make them to, wow, unleash their power. And, you know, they're feeling great less than a minute. Yeah. And we were talking about before we started recording, I love that you're like, we have a triangle and now your newest, big, exciting thing you're doing Hmm. is something with nutrition and helping children at the same time. Can you talk a little bit about this triangle for Hmm. optimal health? Because I think it's so important if we all focused on that, then I want to hear a little bit about your nutritional company and what inspired you to, to start this. That, that was my amazing journey. I love it because I, when I found out the third cause of death is the modern medicine and pharmaceutical medicine. So because those pharmaceutical medicine is not uh, created to cure something, they just stop your pain or your diseases or problems and they start to expand it. Because that's why you cannot stop immediately those chemical medicine because it's going to damage you a lot more. So this is a huge topic in our, you can speak about it. I make it short. And and I have to say this really hits home because my stepdad just got out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. They had told him to stop taking this one medication for his congestive heart. It was like a congestive heart failure Mm -hmm. kind of medication. And he almost died. Yeah. And it was all because he's on one medication, then they take him on another, then they, and I, I don't know if you know this, but at one point I was on 11 different prescription medications mm. until I was like, screw this. So I am very passionate about this topic. I just had to say, thank you for choosing to do this. And how long have you been working on it? It's uh, this August is 13 months. I'm working on it. So my first conversation was July, 2021 about to creating this platform and adding all these nutrition and supplement to help the people to understand it is aligned with my course. So I, I, I'll teach them. You don't need anything extraordinary and you, you don't need anything externally uh, to, to feel good, to be happy, to be powerful, to, to, to feel excited. Okay. You're joyful. Everything is already designed there. You just need to activate it. Just be in control on your brain. It's only one feet from this ear to this ear. This is your whole board. This is control everything. So as much as you believe what you want and what you can be in here, so you can see it in physical terms. So, and then I found that, okay, we don't need chemical medicine. So our body can regenerate the vitamin, you know, the stuff, the raw material we need it, as long as we know what kind of type, genetical type we have and what kind of raw materials we have to top up to into it. And then we can be fixed up to over 90% of the problems which people are face to right now. Is it logical? Is it even works? Then when I try to work on it and say, yeah, it, it really works. And there is so many big celebrity on the planet. So I cannot use their name right now. They, they're working with us and they're so happy. So they're getting results. And 
I said, why not? Why do we not create a platform to help people, every single people to understand it? The people problem is not about we don't have money or we don't have those facility to access into it. They don't have knowledge. They don't know it exists. They don't know how to use it. Once, once I start to speak to the people around me, everybody, you know, getting excited and they start to, to work on the breast work, to work on the supplement, the nutrition, which is specially designed for them. So even though these days they can't run your blood test and according to your DNA, create your cosmetic creams and, you know, stuff for yeah. you. Because we are the human and every human are different. So they say, let, let's work on it. And, but I said, we need to add a purpose, purpose to our products and the platform, what you want to create, because it's not all about that triangle, which I told you that in order to have life of happiness, you should have three elements, you know, health, wealth, and love. So the health, we already creating the product with the best quality we can provide to the people. And we try to do it as best way as possible. The wealth, we create a platform as a home base business helping people without investment to can create up to eight figure per year for themselves and for the love once you have the healthy life you have a wealthy life you just need to have the healthy mentality mental health is very important which is our course is going to be pop up there we help them to be stay in the right track with the mental health and this triangle would be uh, shaped and people they can feel life of happiness but what is actually happened if I'm a person, I have good health, physical health, and I have enough amount of money, and I have a good love line in my life, there is still something is missing. It cannot be only me. If the people around me, if the people on the planet, they don't feel that there is something missing. I had the article, which I read the article, it mentioned this year itself, 360,000 kids will die not this is some um, assumption they will die because of hunger wow the normal food we have at our table and 62 percent of the food in the united states itself is going to be vested after it's cooked they cook up to 62 percent they throw it out mm. and 360,000 kids will die because of hunger and That's if you sit so down there and feel there's a government has to help they are human too. Maybe they have some other priority to work on. We cannot sit down and say, okay, we count on here and there. We are human and we have to act as a human. So I want to be the part of the journey which our company could help as much as possible these kids, okay? I know so many big players, they are concerned about the pollution, you know, the getting the carbon from the air, uh, spending hundreds of hundreds of millions of dollars to have a better environment, okay. I'm as a person, as a human, as a citizen. What can I do to serve people better? So we add the purpose. So the portion of our income, a slide of our income is injected directly to the organization who helping these kids. That's and we're amazing. going to keep it as our mission. It's our purpose, not for now, forever. And whoever journey to our community, we want them to feel we are not alone. And if anybody heard some other place on the planet, it's hurt the humanity as well. So it's not only our table, it's not only our home, it's our Fs, and we have to take care of each other. So I start to play my roles to see what can I do, and I hope people in any way they can help each other, they do. Don't only consider on the government or the parties or I don't know, big players to do something. We are as a human, if you can do one thing's good per day, we can change the, the, the future for everybody. That if oh. we have time, one minute, I want to share a story with you. Yeah. 
it was the boy was walking beside a beach. So I, I wrote the, this long time ago. And you see as the millions of the starfish coming off the sea, so they're dying at the beach. So he tried to throw them back one by one into the water. Then the old man go to the, to the boy and said, what do you do? So I'm trying to save the, the, the starfish. And he said, oh, my poor boy, you look at here, there's millions of starfish down here and you cannot help all of them. And the boy didn't say anything, just sit down, get, take another starfish and throw to the water. He said, at least I save one. Oh. If you have this mentality, even one starfish we can save, just imagine 8 billion people can do one good things a day, the world would be different. Oh, that's so true. I just love your heart and your generosity and your willingness to like step up and, and help. But, well, I can't wait to f- hear more when I get to see you in person yeah. about this and learn more from you. But how can people start to help? Where can they find out more about this? They can always find me on my IG. This is the main thing I'm focusing on. Now I'm starting my YouTube and, you know, my Facebook recently, but they can connect with me with the Master Jeff official on my IG. So through our website, the pscacademy.com or buildgoal.com. So these are the three places they can communicate and connect with us. So we're going to start our journey from August and I hope we can be helpful and we do something good. At least we save one fish. Yeah. One fish, yeah. Um, and that was build goal, y'all, yeah. G-O-A-L. Yeah. And it's Master Jeff Official on Instagram. You're going to look and see how legendary he is. I mean, I know you just heard him, okay. so you know that. But go follow him on Instagram and send him some love. Tell him you heard him on the podcast. In fact, take a screenshot if you're listening on Apple or any of your favorite Maybe it's Spotify. Maybe you're watching this on YouTube. If you screenshot it, I didn't do my hair today. <laughs> but screenshot beautiful. it. I'm like, a, it was like, go to the gym or do my hair. I was like, go to the gym and just jumped in the quick shower. So take a screenshot, share it and tag me at Amberly Lago Motivation and Master Jeff Official. Um, when I see that you've tagged, I reshare that in my story and I appreciate you listening. And Master Jeff, it is so good to see your face again. I can't wait to see you in person. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so excited about all the things you have coming up. And any way I can support you, just let me know. I'm sure we'll find out more when I see you at Sundance. But thank you. Thank you for being here. And thank you all for tuning in. Oh, thanks so much for inviting me. Before I, I finish here, I just want to let the people know you should and you must to believe you are the one. And there is always the one person who, are, who wake up and awaken can change the world and can, can change the whole family generation tree. So believe you are the one and try to find out what is your gift and what's your superpower. Thanks so much for having me. And I oh, hope to see you soon. Take Thank care. you. Thank yeah, you. Thank I'll you. see you soon. See you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.